It's on. Get your facts straight. Ask me if I give a shit. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. I'll pull your logo. That's wrong. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name is Will. Your name? Steven. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah, it, learn something new every day, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to write that down, <laughs> just in case I forget again. Yeah, make sure that uh, <laughs> sticks with us here. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about uh, an anime series. This is from 2002. Uh, it's Leiji Matsumoto's Gun Frontier. <laughs> yeah, I always love the way they say that, and the the narrator is awesome in this. I yeah, yeah. Gun Frontier. Sono yuku tokoro, subete otoko no sekai. Wake mo naku, likusu mo naku. Yamikumo ni otoko ga shimu tokoro. Gun Frontier. Jūdan ni otoko no yume ga umare. Jūdan ni otoko no yume ga kieru. Like every episode starts and ends with like this dramatic narration of just how awesome Gun Frontier is. Yeah, yeah, the fucking you know the the rules and the 
the, uh, the I don't know. <laughs> I petered out there, but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, yeah. I don't it's know. Always something fun, one could say. Something it's fucking where cool. Real yeah. men live, right? Where real men die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like real fucking machismo shit, like that. Yeah, it's just it's all just this. <laughs> like, <laughs> get an awesome, badass. Yeah. Kind of. There's one episode that started off as like, it's the only place where a true man can be happy. <laughs> it's like it ends with like, it's the place where true men feel sadness. <laughs> and all the like it's, it's always like this kind of crazy, awesome stuff. And it's got that cool narrator. Just Yeah, that guy was awesome. Got in the frontier. <laughs> like, just, just, just dramatic pause and then just... just say gun frontier yeah dramatic i mean voice it's already i enjoy it when uh they speak english because <laughs> i just you know it's fun right i enjoy the accent but uh i don't know yeah it's gun frontier <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds cool yeah so says, uh, yeah they use the word saber a lot too like saba <laughs> yeah 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 there i was, was surprised uh, that they, they called the sword that yeah a lot which of the i mean it, it makes sense i mean you get a katana and uh functionally it is basically a saber it's right a, right so it made sense and but yeah i hadn't really heard it called a saber before but yeah if you were going to categorize it into western sword groups saber would be the category so it would and it would make <clears throat> more sense than calling it like we would call it samurai sword <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah but despite the emphasis on Japan, it's a Western and uh, yeah, yeah, a proper Western. One of only three anime Westerns I actually know of. Okay, only, Early Rains being one of them. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the only other one I've seen. Um, there, there's some other one I think from the 70s or something. Okay. It's called Isamu the Wilderness Boy. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, it's been described as a Western. I've never seen it. It's never had an English release or an official uh-huh. one anyway. So yeah. I, I, you can tap to, I'm sure there's some fan sub of it somewhere. But Maybe, yeah. yeah so that the, one I've never seen. But yeah, the early rains, which was kind of just average. And yeah, it was all right. I, I watched it when you reviewed it. Yeah, it was it okay. Was, That's probably, is that around the same time as this? I think it is. I, I feel yeah. like it is. It, it was sometime in the early 2000s, so... Maybe, uh, maybe. they were trying to ride the uh, Gun Frontier coattails, or... It may be, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if this was popular, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I kind of think probably not, because it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. It does. It ends like it could go somewhere, like, and they I, don't I go anywhere. I have a feeling that it was meant to be, <laughs> like, a proper two-season series of 24, yeah. 25 episodes, and then it just didn't get that second season... It, that would make sense because they definitely set up. <laughs> there's a number of anime that that wind up in this situation. That yeah, I, I, that they have one season and then that's it. And that's part of why most anime, even when they are a full two seasons, will have a big kind of ending ha- at the end of the first season. Oh, just in case. <laughs> yeah, just there's always like that's an arc in itself, and there will right. be some kind of big turnover at the twelve episode mark. And yeah. That's why they fucking blew up the Death Star in <laughs> Star Wars because he didn't know he was gonna make sequels. Right. So he's like, "Hey, gotta cap it off now." Yeah, 
Otherwise, I, if he knew he was making sequels, I want to. I, I, he might have uh, held off until Return of the Jedi. Who knows? Right, right. That might have uh, not have happened. Might have had a very different uh, yeah. story. Well, thank God that we got two fucking exploding Death Stars. <laughs> I don't want to say more exploding Death Stars is a good thing because then you get the, you basically got Force Awakens at that. Yeah, point. yeah, and and and. That had another exploding Death Star, basically. It did, and I didn't really care for that one, like, on top of the other stuff that I didn't like. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some, sometimes you just... I guess, I guess what we found out here is that two Death Stars is the correct number of exploding Death Stars. Right, right. Two is just <laughs> fine. Yeah. More than that is too much. Right, right. And and one of the mm. Death Stars was poor, uh, half constructed. So you know. It's, yeah. It's, so it's really one and a half. Right, Death right. Stars. Yeah. So we yeah, it's not a full <laughs> two. <laughs> one fully operational. One fully operational, kind of only half built though. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> what was not built on it, we don't really know. But me. Yeah, but hey, it, it could. I'm gonna guess the engines. Because the the first Death Star could actually fly around, it went to different solar systems. That's true. And blew it was up moving around. Planets, yeah. Whereas the other one was just stuck on Endor. Right. And if you've got a planet destroyer and it's only got one planet nearby to destroy, <laughs> you kind of don't have a point for it. After it blows up the first planet, what are you going to do with it? That's true. So. Yeah. <laughs> no engines on that Death Star. Huh. So no. I'm guessing that's what they still needed to build. Was the yeah yeah. You know, like, well, it'll work fine for a trap as to, you know, lure a fleet in to get its butt kicked. Yeah, it's incomplete. It just can't move, but it can still shoot your ass. There, yeah, yeah, there, there you, you go. go. So that was that was the plan. All right. Never thought about that. But yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. No engines on the Death Star uh, part two. Part due. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but uh, Gun Frontier, they, they had some engines in Gun Frontier. They had some... Yeah, little the, motorized cars and trains and things. Yep. The train, of course, looked like the train from Galaxy Express. It did? I never really... Uh... Yeah, it was kind of the same design. Oh, okay. Kind of. I'm not super familiar. I just saw that that one time, that one movie, so... Right, right. Like, you've seen a bunch of stuff, so... It was like um, the main guy of this, Tochiro... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in Galaxy Express. Yeah, he was in Galaxy Express. For a little bit, and then right. he becomes the ghost in the ship. Yeah. And, like, I remember him being, like, a, a not a big part of the movie, but kind of, like, this he was, integral part of it. Yeah, he was important, but just there for a, a little bit. Right, and, like, so I felt like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. And then when I watched the show, I was like, oh, okay, he's, like... He's more than I imagined. You know, like, I don't know. I felt like uh, right, right. Like if I was to go back now and watch Galaxy Express, I would see it, like, a lot differently. I don't know, because I know that guy. As I imagine, people who were watching that movie probably knew that character from right, cause that reading movie, it. Right, because the series had been going on there for you a while, go. because yeah. the TV series of Harlock had been running yeah that was also directed by rentaro and then he went into the galaxy express movie oh, there you so. go good old rentaro yeah so oh that reminds me <laughs> momotaro peach connection for the week oh <laughs> look something up <laughs> i did i looked up um the the peach boy folktale and 
I I did this a week ago, so I don't really remember the details other than the the broad stroke of he's a peach boy and then he befriends a group of animals which are it was like a bear a dog and a pheasant ah. which would be the guys the, the at the beginning i think sacred sailors yeah and then they together go to an island full of oni and like kill all the oni oh well <laughs> and it's basically like Oh, that's that's that, that movie. Yeah, it was basically the movie. Yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, it's it, it's uh, you know more more involved in yeah. that Peach Boy uh, folktale than yeah, we thought. Yeah, need to look more into the the folklore of Japan. Yeah, and uh, there was something else about Kintaro. You were talking about that, and I I was reading about him too, but I I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I looked into <laughs> Kintaro more, but I was that's been like years ago, and I've forgotten ninety yeah. percent of what I knew about it. I just know it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, a kid who had super strength and wrestled bears in the woods. He <laughs> 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 was the strongest boy in the world, or something like that. I don't know. Would you call him a wilderness boy? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we can link that to Isamu the wilderness boy. Yeah. Have a, not uh, really a, a peach connection, but uh, <laughs> a something connection. A, yeah, a, a old west connection, wilderness connection. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I mean there <laughs> there have been space westerns a lot in anime before, but yeah, maybe not a lot, but there's they exist. They're a thing. Yeah, and Galaxy Express is itself a space western. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I'm sure that's kind of where this evolved from was this idea that hey. Galaxy Express is kind of a Western. It's just right. like an actual Western. And right, right. Yeah, the uh, the original comics of this I read were in the early 70s. Oh, okay. So this is, yeah, this anime was uh, much more recent. Yeah, and I didn't consider what year this might be when mm-hmm. you showed it to me i just saw the guys and i thought of galaxy express and i thought oh cool an 80s 70s thing <laughs> and so then when i started it the song is obviously not from then no. not from then and i was just like whoa hold on <laughs> what's going on because it kind of looks like uh, uh the same kind of era or at least the same character designs and then uh, right, right. it's not and then i saw 2002 and i was just like holy shit <laughs> yeah it's uh it threw me there yeah leiji matsumoto his, he him and asamo tezuka especially like when there's anime of their stuff it stays real true to their character designs okay and i think because they're so iconic that it, yeah it does it the the anime always makes sure to represent their art style yeah in a way that other anime of the era don't they're just generic anime designs but yeah. then tezuka and matsumoto they you know it's them you just <laughs> like at a glance you you just know like you were saying i showed it to you and you're just like oh it looks like right like, yeah i didn't even think twice yeah it's it's obviously that same character designs and yeah. artwork and stuff everybody and, looked the same the the I don't, I'm not like uh, super knowledgeable about the characters of Galaxy Express, so I didn't know who the girl was supposed to connect to. Yeah, I don't know that she really connects to anybody. I think it's just Harlock and Tochiro oh, okay. are really the only two that 
are specifically okay uh, used because I just noticed that she had the the eyelashes that go over like long over the hair yeah yeah that that's just all Matsumoto just girls all do okay. that's just how he draws girls they just have these ridiculous <laughs> eyelashes and I just saw that and I was like oh it these. must be that girl from the uh, Galaxy Express because she's I, I don't know relatively uh, similar. Yeah, there's the there's Emeraldus, and the blonde, and, and there's Emeraldus and Maytel. They're both Maytel. That's the yeah, girl. They're I was they're both of. tall, lanky blondes, which again is just how Matsumoto draws <laughs> girls. It's, it's, it's like it's just, thing, yeah. if they are female, they're they're lanky and and wispy haired. Right. And okay. It's just all of his girls seem to be that way. Very frequently blonde. Yeah. Um. Just. <laughs> <laughs> How he draws character. I mean, most of the girls in Gun Frontier uh, were also very similar in appearance. Pretty much, in, in, yeah. In figure, and yeah. every once in a while he'd throw in like a brunette just to mix it up. But <laughs> yeah, is do you know if he was like directly involved in this series? Um, I don't know about this series specifically. I think he was involved in some of his older stuff, but I'd actually have to look up when he was even. I don't. I don't know. If, he might still be alive or not. I don't know. I saw. I looked to, because I was curious, and I I didn't dig deep or anything, because I thought, ah, oh, Stephen will know. <laughs> but I did see that like he had a, a a manga that had come out, and it was like brand new, 2014. Oh, okay. So that he was like might, the most. He might recent. still be around. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe he's like consulting. I don't know if he's like actually sitting there drawing or anything, but. Right. You know, doing, telling them, oh, do this or do that. I don't know. Yeah, because I know Tezuka died in the 90s. And so I just kind of tend to think of people from yeah, that era just... as being gone. <laughs> but <laughs> not really. I mean, yeah. Not, I mean, Tezuka kind of died a bit young, I think, honestly. But Yeah. Yeah, he didn't look old in that. We we watched that DVD, and he, there was an interview right before he died. And he looked relatively young. And we probably talked about it. I, I, this, yeah. I'm getting this kind of deja vu sort of thing <laughs> yeah yeah we must have mentioned it a little bit but yeah Matsumoto right from that era they, uh, interesting that we went to this right after uh, Sacred Sailors which uh, yeah or at least a spider and tulip which in, was a big deal for Matsumoto that's yeah that's right I didn't even think about that like yeah the uh, he was inspired by those those pieces of animation and yeah. here it is uh, down the line we get gun frontier yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is a uh, it's a very weird for a matsumoto thing it's, it's it is simultaneously exactly what i expected and nothing at all like what i expected it's kind of okay. weird it's like you're it, more familiar i've only seen the, yeah you uh, just saw the one movie and i saw that and i saw i think he did uh one of the yamato movies i saw the first one of those mm, yeah, I, was, I saw something on the yeah, the Amato stuff, I think I saw one of the movies that was pretty dry and, and slow. And yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was I think like that three one hours. might have worked better as the actual TV series. Right, I right. think the movie might have just been an edit of the TV series, not an actual movie of its okay, own. Okay, well, that would explain why it kind of didn't make sense. Yeah, but <laughs> it was, I, I think that one <laughs> might just function a hell of a lot better as the actual TV series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually his stuff is uh, not terribly comedic. Okay. So there, there's a lot of comedy in here, which was kind of like, that's new for me as a... Yeah. 
from what I've seen of Matsumoto, they tend to be a lot more serious, a lot more uh, kind of uh, mysterious in a way of uh, yeah, like we're impending uh, cosmos changing events and yeah. I mean, Galaxy Express. There's uh, what was going on in there? There's like the robots are taking over. Or something. Yeah, yeah. There's some big old thing, and they're gonna. I'm trying to remember. They're going to the robot planet, and then they blow that shit up. Yeah, they, like, <laughs> blew up the planet. And <laughs> yeah, the kid wants to become a robot. That's yeah. Right. And then he d- decides, no, I want to destroy the robots. <laughs> right, right. That's right. That's a dope movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of other weird ones. There's, like, it's, there's one that's based on the Nibelungenlied for some reason. Okay. And it's like got all these like freaking gods of the wow. universe changing things around and time itself is being messed with and it's like what the hell. Wow. That one I recall being very boring. <laughs> That's an anime? Yeah, yeah. I forget which one it might have been Harlock Saga. Oh, so it's a Harlock thing. Yeah, yeah. Most of the uh <clears throat> Matsumoto stuff ties into Harlock somehow. Okay. Um, from what I heard, he had, it was originally, he was going to show up in the Yamato stuff even. Oh, wow. Like, there was originally, he was, uh, planned to be a character in that. Yeah. And then it didn't happen and he became a character of his own in his huh. own series. But. Wow. This Harlock guy gets around. Yeah. He's, uh, he's in all the Galaxy Express stuff. He just kind of shows up and he's badass and, <laughs> and that's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Totoro is like his sidekick and I, I guess if there's the comedy mostly does come from Totoro when there is comedy but yeah it's usually not uh, uh, such a heavy thing that it's but yeah it's a uh, yes yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, uh, it, it's it's, it's, it's a, silly at times it just, yeah this it, this series is definitely like it's a split between comedy and then whatever yeah, else it's, the it's rest just, of it is it's being all dramatic and then just something ridiculous will happen and right. like it'll be like i mean towards the end they're like building up like oh we're gonna confront this thing we're gonna rescue his sister and then they get to the town and there's like there's no town it's just this train station in the middle of freaking nowhere and they're like what the hell is this <laughs> it's just like wait where was this dramatic story going yeah it went to the middle of nowhere where they were just like, what's going on? <laughs> this was supposed to be a big city. There's nothing here. Right. Or like when Totoro goes into that town, he's like, I got to like, let me use your bathroom. <laughs> right. And they're like, no. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to piss in the street. <laughs> just takes his shorts down. Yeah. It's, it's just. It's full of weird little things like that. Like the town where there's like anyone can do anything. You just walk by. There's just a dude on a toilet in the middle of the street. And then like, and then later on we go to that town where he's going to piss in the street and everybody's freaking crazy. Yeah, right, right. Oh, shit. Run, he's going to (laughs) piss. And this other town where just old man's just sitting on the toilet the entire episode reading a newspaper. Like you just don't even give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an odd uh, mix of tones and things which is not a big deal but uh yeah, it, it yeah. occasionally reminded me of kino's journey in that just going to a town and it's this whole unique yeah that's thing, true and then they go to another town and it's its whole own unique thing yeah they are kind of self-contained like that there's a like the the overarching story of him trying to discover the what happened to the the 
townspeople of Samurai Creek and his sister. <laughs> right. Like, you don't even learn that until a like, few episodes in. Yeah. And then each episode is just like, oh, we're going to go talk to this guy about it. And then, okay, now mm. we're moving on. <laughs> and then maybe, like, because at first you just learn, like, oh, he's different. And then the next episode maybe they say, oh, he's Japanese. And then. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just like, like this you, very small amount very, of <laughs> very slow progression, right? And it's mostly just wrapped up in each episode's weird little uh, situation, right? Yeah, like if they took all the story parts, they could make like a just a normal movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they just took out all the extraneous stuff right. and just uh, everything that was actually progressing the plot, yeah, it's uh, like yeah, and then just yeah, there's all the. Uh, going from town to town stuff that's uh all the shenanigans yeah <laughs> all the I'm trying to think of a western word <laughs> Hoot uh, nanny. <laughs> i don't know if it's western but whatever that's fucking i don't know close enough yeah i'm trying to th- uh, there's there's a word that's i'm trying to think of and i can't think of it one of those you know yeah anyway but yeah it's uh tomfoolery tomfoolery there you go <laughs> um i don't know if that was worth it but <laughs> a personal victory i remembered it so i don't know where i'm going from there but <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think of it as a western how do i think of it as a western i don't know it's not it's uh it's all right it's <laughs> um like it's not uh western enough. <laughs> it's not I don't, western enough i don't know how to describe it it's like um it's very western and it has hallmarks and tropes of the western but uh i don't know it just doesn't engage me in the same like western way it still <laughs> felt like oh i'm watching an anime western <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh i don't know it's a totally different thing like if they really like i don't feel like they were actually trying to replicate the western film experience so much as just putting these characters in that situation right, right. and the time and stuff because there's moments like the when totoro is using his samurai sword where it gets real stylized right and and, it, and it's like he does a stroke and then it's just him and like his and little capes fluttering yeah that, that's very samurai film kind of or it's, it's it's much more based on japanese cinema than for sure but there's also like like i like those parts and i feel like they could have done those during certain scenes of gunfights and it would have been very much like a western actual western movie mm. and so like i wanted stuff like that mm. there, to there was, really engage that i guess there, there was a little bit of stuff with harlock doing like a shootout like a little bit but it doesn't yeah there was uh, just like every once in a while they'd have like the zoom in on the hip with the holster and the yeah, hand over a little him. bit but, but I don't just know. once in a while yeah. it was just like this really rare thing i've know? seen too many sergio leone movies and you i'm gonna show you those at some point but uh i don't know man. i need some like <laughs> fucking close-ups of people's dusty eyes <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I i need some like 
some real fucking grit. <laughs> that was another thing, and it's just like everybody is, uh, you know, it's a dusty west, but it's it's animation, so everybody's it's just like kinda, clean. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... And uh, I mean, they could have done it if if they had more money. Maybe they could have dusted people up or whatever. But right. uh, I don't know. Need some grit to it <laughs> to really <laughs> evoke that western spirit. I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, I like the trains, of course. Yeah, <laughs> there's a good train in there. I like a couple they... of them flying off the tracks. Yeah, blown up tracks up there. I, I was very happy when they. I think it's the first time they see the train, <laughs> where they're just like they got their fucking horse and buggy, <laughs> yeah, they like got it all set up, and, and then they see the train in there. They're like, "Holy shit! Let's get on the train!" <laughs> It's like, fuck this wagon yeah, shit. I need they, a train. They just fucking sell the wagon and the horse. And I think that's when they, they show like a close-up of that fucked up horse. Yeah. <laughs> like his fucking eyes like, what? They're going to sell me? <laughs> the horses in this show are just so ridiculous looking. Yeah, but they're fucking... I mean, some of the people had those small eyes too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of just really weird... Like sometimes Leiji Matsumoto characters, you can't tell where their eyes are. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like is that his eyes or his nostrils? I don't know, <laughs> or maybe his eyebrows. I can't tell. This is weird. Yeah, that dude with the Gatling gun at the end. He had the those little fucking beady eyes, <laughs> but they're like right close up next to each other. Yeah, so it's a yeah, real weird. It's... I mean, it seems like a very uh, Matsumoto sort of thing, just judging from the the two things that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, he definitely has characters that just look weird, and yeah, that was something else that when we watched Galaxy Express, I remember um, telling you that the Totoro sort of the poncho and the hat mm -hmm. is very reminiscent of Clint Eastwood in the Sergio Leone movie uh, Fistful of Dollars, specifically, and then you were saying that that he kind of patterned that character after himself. Right. right. And so uh, I tried to look like, does anybody <laughs> on the internet like have any sort of thing that, you know, like information like, oh, he saw a fistful of dollars or whatever. So I searched for it and somebody said that he, like Totoro kind of looks like Matsumoto. Hmm. And... Totoro looks like Sergio Leone and I was like oh shit he does and so I pulled up fucking pictures because I wanted to show you so Matsumoto you know yeah. he's got the glasses and uh, not necessarily like Totoro you know he doesn't have the big fucking mouth right right you can kind of see how he could think like oh yeah I'm you know it's an exaggerated version of me and then Sergio Leone. Uh. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> He's got those glasses too, even more so. Like, yeah, he like, he looks even a little more like uh, yeah. Toshiro. So I I think it's safe to say that uh, Matsumoto was a fan. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, the Leone movies, the Fistful of Dollars was sixty five. Hmm. So uh, hmm. Good, Bad, and the Ugly, the, the third movie that he did with Clint Eastwood was like 68, 69. So hmm. right in there. Yeah, that would have been the time he was. Sweet uh, spot there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I had a little, my little plants. <laughs> a little setup. Yeah. But yeah, I can uh, 
can see that. That's, yeah. a, that's interesting. Yeah, he, yeah, that was surprising. It's like, oh shit, he really does. See that? Yeah. But yeah, and so there's, yeah, there's all these weird little things like, uh, this also reminded me a lot of Cowboy Bebop. Okay. In that they're they're all in this they're always in this situation of they're just they're down on their luck shit happens and and they just but they also have this kind of easy come easy go attitude of yeah. just oh well on to the next and <laughs> just that's true and they're they're never really um, they're always kind of down on their luck something's always they, they are but they are always kind of upbeat about it yeah and they just kind of move on yeah and. It like it never really gets into that in the same way that Cowboy Bebop never really gets into it. Like every episode of Cowboy Bebop, they're like, "Oh man, we don't even have the money to buy freaking food. We don't have, like how are we gonna?" Do but then the episode ends and never really solves the problem. The next episode is just like, "Oh man, we're we're like freaking out of money again." Like, well, where do you even yeah. get money in the first place? I don't know. And this is kind of similar, where they're just you know. Their horses die like every episode. <laughs> like, oh, that was fucking funny. Where they, I mean, it's fucked up because <laughs> the horses died, but then they like uh, those kids fucking show up and they're like, "Oh, we we don't have anything to eat." And he's like, "Here, here's a fucking leg," and it's just yeah. this oh, fucking yeah. gigantic horse leg. These I, kids I love that scene where they're just like kids are just carrying off a freaking horse leg, and he's following with a freaking head, just like yeah. <laughs> Just wandering all through the desert, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It happened like they're just—they're always killing the horses and in bizarre, hilarious fashion. Sometimes, yeah, those poor horses. And one horse just gets <laughs> shot in the head out of nowhere. Oh, I know. <laughs> just riding into town and then just bam, the that horse was is fucked dead. up, man. <laughs> I felt bad for that horse. He was just animated, but man, he deserved better. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little guy with his fucking beady eyes. <laughs> yeah, the horses got it rough in this show. I yeah, swear. they were always getting uh, mowed down. They probably had it rough in the old west. I mean, I'm sure they did. You know, who knows? I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, they I mean, they are something to protect. You know, how many horses are there out there? Yeah. Probably expensive. Yeah, I mean, I think they'd be better taken care of by most people yeah at the time you know then you got got outlaws though yeah then you got yeah then you got gun frontier (laughs) where uh they're they're just in a sandstorm and they wake up in the morning the horses are dead and they're just like oh like maybe we should have done something with the horses (laughs) Uh. like well at least we got food (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's Definitely kind of weird that way. Harlock is less reliable than he normally is. In this uh-huh. Like he's always doing, got some weird, in the early episodes, it kind of, and then it kind of like petered off where he'd be like saying like the wrong thing to the sheriff or something. And like, yeah. Or they're going in and like, oh, well that first guy we killed was just an accident. It's like, well, what do you mean the first one? Well, there were more. And like, it's like, no, stop talking. Just stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at the beginning, it seemed like... Because I didn't know that Totoro was going to be, like, basically the main guy. Right. Um, So, like, at the beginning, the first couple episodes, it seems to be pretty split between them. Right. And And then, like, as it goes on... It gets more and more into Totoro. Yeah, yeah. and so I enjoyed that because I, like... I'm more intrigued by the 
the the little guy that <laughs> you know i don't know that he has he has a mystery to him like that poncho that hides his right you know right. short little weird body that nobody seems to be able to hit with the gun because <laughs> he's just so misshapen <laughs> yeah like like and then they sh- i mean they show his body and he just seems like a normal <laughs> normal little body i don't know yeah it's uh but yeah, uh, that, yeah. but that 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 goes to where this is exactly what I expected. Okay. Because Harlock is kind of, I mean, he has a story, and he's like the main character of his uh, of the other series and stuff. But yeah. I and mean, he's he's never the one with an agenda, so to speak. Like he never okay. has like this particular thing that he's striving for. Like, All right. The, the goal of Harlock is to live according to his moral code. And so it doesn't really matter what he's involved in. He just, he has this code. He's going to live up to it. Okay. But so he'll get involved with things, but they're other people's things that he's just there for because his morals tell him, I'm going to fight for this thing because it's the right thing to do. Okay. So he himself doesn't have a particular goal. Yeah. He doesn't have like a, an actual like an actual like investment in the thing that he himself is doing right other like just he's he just he values loyalty he values bravery and just standing up and fighting for what you believe in yeah and so he will constantly just bump into people who exhibit those traits and he'll just be like you're cool i'm gonna help you (laughs) and so it's like he but he himself doesn't have like some girl he's after or some villain he needs yeah. to kill he, okay. he just he's he's always like that in the harlock series and so if they had given him some kind of uh oh, okay personal yeah. investment in things it just would have felt wrong for the character it just would have felt like that's not harlock he doesn't have that kind right. of a, an arc yeah he is sort of uh just along for the ride here because he you know thinks that totoro's uh journey to find his sister is a good journey to go on yeah so yeah it's it it just it fits yeah, with his character it does and just huh. the whole the whole nature of that and the, the the bond of friendship between them that is kind of a big deal in the harlock stuff yeah is it's kind of it just it seems like yeah this is this is exactly what i expected it's harlock in the west and at the same time, then it's like it's so weird and goofy, and right. <laughs> like, what on earth am I watching? Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I was trying to think of because the girl. I was trying to think of a parallel for her because she's this main part of the trio. Which is, she is, yeah. And I was like, well, who is she in the main series? I just don't think she has a parallel. I kind of want to say Emeraldus because Emeraldus and Totoro were lovers in the Galaxy Express. Okay. And so I kind of figure, okay, it's kind of leaning towards that. They're going to, they're, it's clearly leaning towards that in Gun Frontier that Totoro and Shinonora are going to be hooked up in the end or something. But yeah, well, sh- yeah, they, they seem to be growing closer as the series went on. And so, but at the same time, she's not Emeraldus. There's really nothing right about her other than being a tall lanky blonde like all Leiji Matsumoto girls there's not a whole lot of similarity between them in terms of what they do and yeah you know Emeraldus was this space pirate who was running around and Shinonora occasionally pulled out a gun and shot people when the times called for it but yeah 
it wasn't like she wasn't out there on the front lines just shooting people up all the time the way no she is like a kind of this double agent yeah sort of thing so if the, is there anything like that in in harlock really. stuff really not, no okay not really i don't think emeraldus does anything of that nature and i don't hmm. think there's really isn't because um maytel i guess sort maytel of is. isn't she like she's helping the kid who's right. not totoro but he's wearing the 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 poncho the and poncho stuff. and yeah. stuff she's helping him and but then, then she's, she's actually like of, yeah, aligned so with like, the robots so yeah she's kind of more like maytel yeah but at the same time it's like the relationships with the characters are i don't know it's right. like it's like this weird maybe a conglomeration of emeraldus and maytel in okay. one or something it's kind of weird hmm but Is i also a point feel where like, they're sisters <laughs> At some um, point, actually, I, th I think Emeraldus and Maytel are sisters. Okay, well, there you go. So I, Cause mean, I was because you are these. These are not necessarily the characters. They're like right, ancestors. Right. I think that might be kind of the case. And I was kind of thinking because because we got Tochiro. He's got the same name as he does in Harlock, and you got Harlock. He's got the same name as. So I also was feeling like if Shinonoro was one of the other characters they'd have just used that name they, right like if it was so i'm kind of thinking she's kind of her own thing but what but. if she's like their great grandma <laughs> <laughs> maybe and that that's kind of like because i'm thinking of this as a prequel to the prequel right which had a prequel inside of it so it's a weird jesus yeah i'm lost <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's harlock and then there was Arcadia of my youth, which was the origin story of Harlock, how he came to be okay. himself. And in that, it has, so that's the prequel, and in that it has flashbacks to a World War II ancestor of Harlock okay, and Tochiro. And they meet up in World War II because okay. Harlock is German and Tochiro is Japanese. And so <laughs> they met up and, and hung out in World War II. Wow. Well access alliance there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so i think tochiro in in that one in the world war ii tochiro had gone to germany to learn science stuff from germany and take it back to japan so oh, okay. japan could build its army up better um hmm. it was a it was a miyazaki movie like or maybe it was a ghibli movie anyway with the camera god damn it that one about the planes wind rises wind rises that one yeah yeah, he was that building the kind uh, of the same situation where Kamikaze he yeah, planes. where he went to uh, Germany and learned aeronautics from them. Yeah, so I, I think Tochiro was kind of doing that, okay, kind of a similar situation. Yeah, in Arcadia of my youth, and then so there was this the ancestors of those two characters meeting up before. So maybe this is further back ancestors yeah. in the old west uh, meeting up, and they're just. Uh, star-crossed friends <laughs> yeah, for, destined to for, come in, every generation come together and yeah do kind of the same thing yeah <laughs> and, and hang out and and right but at the same time these seem like the incompetent versions of Totoro and harlock like, so maybe it's like an iteration thing where it's like these these guys are kind of goofy and yeah. fucking shit up and then the next ones are a little better and <laughs> yeah and, and so i was kind of thinking about like maybe these are like the offshoots of the family because this is the wild west 
<laughs> so this is not the Harlocks from Germany. Like he came from there, but his, like maybe this was like oh okay. An, so maybe it's like a great grand uncle situation where the, these were like the castoffs oh, okay. of the family that didn't <laughs> the crazy live the... up to the the full potential. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of the black sheep of the uh, Harlock and Tochiro clans that still met up and did crazy shit, just kind of weird incompetent crazy shit. <laughs> Because they, they seem yeah. to just be like the, they just go around, because they're always getting kidnapped. They're they always are. Getting... They are. They're both, I mean, they 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 still have uh, some pretty, they, they have skills. I mean, yeah, it's like they do badass stuff, and then, then they'll immediately get captured and, and yeah. tied up and, and hung like five times. Right, this, right. Like they kept getting hung, which was hilarious too, but. Yeah, well, and that's a. There's a lot of things like that that are things from Western films where there's usually, not usually, but like in a good portion of movies, there's a hanging scene and there's usually a rescue from a hanging or something like that or all kinds of weird shit like that and kidnappings and fucking, I don't know, all kinds of shit. The Gatling gun is a big thing that sometimes will be... Uh, brought in right. it's like an oh shit it's the Gatling gun <laughs> like that's the it's big time in, in the Wild Bunch and the, the, mm-hmm. the end of the Wild Bunch is like kind of the inspiration for John Woo movies <laughs> uh. <laughs> where this fucking like really slow-mo fucking violence with all these squibs fucking popping and that was like the first movie to have that kind of violence uh. and uh, it's uh, it's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> That's a dope movie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the uh hangings and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, they do they do get themselves into a lot of fine yeah. messes. I think I love the part in one of the episodes of like it's right at the beginning, I think, or something, where like Shannon Orr walks. I was like, Oh my god, did you get hanged again? <laughs> like it's like freaking again. <laughs> like how many times are you gonna get hanged? But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And she gets stripped, like, in every yeah, fucking episode. Like, <laughs> Jesus she, Christ. That, that is, that is again, where this is um, not at all what I was expecting. Okay. Matsumoto stuff usually is not nearly as uh, sexually violent as this series yeah, was. Yeah, this, uh, this, this is not at the, in the, the violence jack to Ghibli scale. <laughs> <laughs> this is somewhere closer to violence jack. It's closer, but it's not, it's, it's not, not that, way up there like, like it, that, yeah. It's so weird. It like treats it so nonchalantly. Like it does. It really does. Yeah, they just like come up upon that girl that's like strung upside down and yeah, naked and, and dead. And, and Jesus <laughs> Christ! And Tochio's just like, hey, what's that thing off in the distance? I'm gonna go check it out. And it's yeah. just like this dead woman tied upside down to a freaking tree. Yeah, and he sees that she's naked, and he's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we not be so excited about the dead woman? <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, there, there was, it just, like, every episode was like, okay, we're going to throw in some naked girl yeah, and, and probably I, getting either raped or murdered, but. Literally, like, every fucking episode. Like, it, it was, like, one of the mandates of the ep- every yeah. episode, somebody has to get kidnapped and somebody has to get stripped. And Yeah. And a lot of times, uh, that girl was, like, doing it willfully. <laughs> she was just like, okay, 
hey, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> Come like, on over, guys. Like, I kind of felt like she had just been abused so much. It was just like, n- it didn't matter anymore. Just like, whatever. Oh, man, you took like, it dark. I didn't even <laughs> like, think of that way. Yeah. Because it was like every freaking episode. And it, it was. Just like, it was. I mean, like, this woman's life is just douchebags trying to rape her. <laughs> She's just at a point where it's like, whatever. It's just again. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that either, although I'm never really expecting that <laughs> when I'm watching uh, animation, just, I guess it's a inborn sort of, like, <laughs> sense of cartoons when I was a kid right, where right. that doesn't happen, and then, and I know it's anime, so it's like, it's always on the table, but <laughs> right. I just, I don't know, and I didn't expect it. It's weird because it's so, like, in a way, it's kind of like, I don't I don't know, innocent isn't the word, but, like, it's so, like, not sexualized. And yeah, well, like, and it's the, not, and the, like, it's, it's trying to be sexy, but at the same time, it's not. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's weird like that. Yeah. It, it's, it's just like, oh, here's another random scene of sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and then there's, it's, it has what I have dubbed nudity without the nudity of... Right, just like a Barbie doll sort of yeah, figure. Yeah, which uh, anime has done for ages of just, right. we're just not going to draw the naughty bits. Right. And Honestly, I, I don't know. I mm. kind of prefer it. <laughs> I, get, it w- I think it would be worse if it was uh, like the ladies strung up and... Yeah, then, when, and then in that it'd same be closer episode, to violence. Yeah, like it, it would be way worse, I think, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was weird and 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 at the same time was just so unconcerned with it and yeah and I think that's kind of the big uh, not violence Jack is that violence Jack was concerned about it but it was like gleefully concerned right, with right. it whereas no, this it is just like sadistic. it's happening right <laughs> yeah yeah I didn't I didn't get the sense that. Uh, the creators were like having fun with it like they were they were uh, putting it in a lot so i think on some level they were having fun with it yeah i think they were i mean definitely some questionable motives there but uh not like violence jack they were they were so fucking sadistic with it yeah it was like in violence jack they they were enjoying the suffering yeah whereas, whereas in this one it's like i got the feeling they weren't enjoying the suffering so much as they were just enjoying the boobies yeah and they were just like okay how do we get this girl naked hmm. it was just like the bullet points of the episode you know like you're yeah, like kidnapping yeah. hanging naked girl some kind of shootout, you know, yeah. shootout <laughs> slash sword fight yeah dude in western outfit you know, it's yeah right you know, got a horse dying, you know, like <laughs> right, down right. the bullet point list. You know, that was that was another thing that was weird. I I watched the episode where they introduced the the super bullets that like go through steel. Right, right. And then that same day I watched a fucking Hong Kong movie 
that had bullets that went through steel. <laughs> hey, wow! And they were and they like lo- they looked at the bullets and they're like, wow, that went through the steel. Look, let me see that bullet. And then they look at it and it's like, oh yeah, those are the special bullets that go through steel. <laughs> and I was like, what what world am I living in? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Like, this is too much. Like these coincidences. Who the fuck? Like what? What? <laughs> what how does that happen? It's very crazy. Yeah. yeah you know, I started like checking around for bugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that was something I was thinking about with this series. Is that we have the Harlock stuff that this is based on? Yeah, or at least a spinoff of in some variety which is all sci-fi, there's all this high-tech, they're flying around in spaceships. Yeah. And this series is kind of, it's big on this arrival of science, that it's kind of setting the stage for this growth of technology that will one day lead them to be space pirates. Okay, among the yeah. Stars. So it just seemed like it was kind of being one of the things the series was maybe trying to do was to set up this technology and how it oh, becomes okay. an important part of uh, this world. And Yeah, yeah. Because you've got this whole... The people <clears throat> with the technology are gaining power. Right, right. And that part, too, is... is that's where I can kind of parallel it to Harlock is you've got this dark Meister guy. Yeah. It takes you a while to find out if he even exists. Right. But. That's one of those things that you just barely get... Like, oh, we got his name now. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like, oh, we, we got a name. Oh, my right, God. Right. And then the next episode you find out, oh, it's not just an organization. It's a person, too. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Ooh. Like little tiny bits here and there. I, I didn't think he was going to show up, to be honest. And yeah, he, I was. Uh, <laughs> he very he, he briefly, very briefly he shows, shows up. up once again, like violence, Jack, the big right. guy shows up at the end for like 10 seconds. And yeah, what what the, what the fuck was that guy's name in violence, Jack? That oh, shit it was, was so, it was so something funny. really ridiculously it was awesome. It's like Lord of the Slums, fucking yeah, yeah, Chaos like King. That. or <laughs> some, That's what's in my head, Chaos, Lord Chaos, or some fucking dumb shit. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was like the perfect 80s villain name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he kind of... He's kind of, uh, yeah, he, this uh, Darkmeister guy, he's taken over technology. Yeah. He wants to control all technology and control the world through technology. And it's kind of the Harlock series proper is about aliens who come in and take over the Earth. And, okay. And Harlock is kind of just against them in general. And This guy kind of looked alien-ish. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of seeing a parallel to that guy and the the aliens taking over the Earth. Yeah. Kind of... So it was kind of a... a, And then it ended, so... Yeah, yeah, and then it ended, so we don't really know uh, (laughs) where it was going to go. I assume the manga actually uh, carried on and got a proper ending. That's kind of a theme in some westerns also, mm. where depending on where they are set in the uh, the time period, right. um, there's some that are set like when there's cars and there's some that are like where it's like almost the end of the old west where like these gunfighters are, you know, like on their last breed, yeah. fucking legs and, and yeah. the, that's a... Uh... A little, I guess, a little bit of what this is, is uh, kind of the end of that. It's after the Civil War. Yeah, 
I, I, I think they mentioned the Civil War at some point. That I don't was, remember, but yeah, they could have. I, I remember some line of dialogue where it was somebody was a general in the Civil War. Oh, or okay, like okay. Or so, somewhere in the somebody had been in the Civil War, and yeah. Was, um, there was uh, something else that made me uh, think that. I forget what. Some other weird thing. Dang it, I'm blanking out now. It's that patented silver emulsion riveting audio. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, (laughs) listen as I (laughs) scour my brain for the missing information. Hear the pages turn (laughs) as we fucking uh, (laughs) flip the Rolodex of our brains. Like, what the hell was I talking about? Uh, Just imagine this in... uh, when we're in our 80s and actually senile and oh, <laughs> Christ <laughs> be a oh podcast of us uh, blithering back and forth yeah yeah i was you know i don't really pay attention to the the numbers of the episodes really right uh but i just noticed like that uh, together we've almost done like fifty. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's been that many, but goddamn. Yeah, it's uh, been about a year. It's just like wow, look at that. That's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of podcasting. podcasting yeah, <laughs> there's another one of those Rolodex moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need the sound yeah i need to put a fucking <laughs> that sound effect in every time we stop to think <laughs> yeah actual manual roll of decks that nobody uses anymore yeah yeah I, I guess that that's uh that's how old i am i don't even think that there's anything other than the manual roll of decks <laughs> i don't know i think now it's just a freaking it's just phones yeah or it's just an address on your yeah just the address list on your computer now, right but. right we used to have this thing where it was uh, it was like a rectangle thing, and and it had uh, like letters and numbers down the middle of it, and it had this little slider. Yeah, yeah. And you slide kinda... it to like N, and then you hit the button, and the thing flips open. Oh, wow. okay. And it flips right to N, and then you have all your papers that they're like all the numbers or whatever oh. i always like that no, we, we didn't have anything that fancy we had a <laughs> we didn't even have a proper rolodex because you didn't roll it it was just like a box and yeah you i never it had a rolodex was, either <laughs> it just, just had the alphabet down there and you could put business cards in it yeah and just a little box yeah, uh. that's that's all we had had to see the fancy rolodexes in like the movies or yeah they'd, they'd actually like turn it <laughs> the and, actual like, rollers yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah in the days of gun frontier Didn't the rolodex that, yeah. was a thing only in the mind <laughs> but, yeah, but uh i have to say i had a lot of fun with the series it was uh yeah it was pretty fun. Very entertaining. I probably could have sat around for another season. Yeah, I, I was interested to see where that Dark Meister thing was going, and then I was uh, intrigued by his appearance, and then it ended. Yeah, and, it was okay. I, I remember I was like, I knew I was on the last episode, and he showed him like, wow, they're they're gonna have to take this guy down fast. Right. I mean, right. And it's like, oh well, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah. One of these series. Well, oh, damn. Well. well, maybe the uh, the comic is out in English, maybe? Or? 
wouldn't surprise me. I always am surprised if this stuff is in English, but I guess at this point, yeah, Japanese kinda, stuff is pretty popular. Yeah, so. manga's kind of, it's gotten a pretty big following. It has its own industry that it, it does stuff with. Whether you can find it reversed so you can actually read it normally is another question. But Yeah, nowadays they just usually print it backwards, like the yeah, Japanese yeah. stuff. They always just do that. I don't think I've seen yeah. it. Get used to it. I mean, you do when you don't. Like I, I, I did get used to. It. I read a lot of them. Yeah. To the point where I could read them fairly normally. And, yeah. And my problem was I would go back to an American comic and ah, it just wrecks your brain trying to bounce back and forth yeah, between the two gotta... ways. And and I found that no matter how much I got used to it. Yeah, I was always looking in the top right corner every oh. time I turned a page, even though like even if I was like it just it huh. never I, it just for like a fraction of a second, but I would always see that first, and then go to the proper spot on the, uh-huh. on the right and huh. and actually start reading. But I was always looking off to the wrong corner, and even though it was like in, I I knew not to, and I was. It was still there was just enough of a glance that I was spoiling myself a page ahead of what <laughs> I'm like oh well I know that guy's gonna get stabbed or uh, now I gotta read why he's gonna and so it, I always it, do that shit in regular comics though <laughs> but it's it's weird because I don't actually do that in regular oh, comics really? but I I always was doing it in oh, in reverse manga even when I had gotten to a point where I was used to it and, yeah and then I pulled out like a collection of Calvin and Hobbes I was like oh, I want read this today oh god what am i reading i can't read what happened it's probably good for your brain though to like have to have to think without um you know like have to refigure out things or something i don't have any brain words perhaps perhaps i I feel like uh i feel like it's good for you challenge yourself you know and i've always kind of felt it it just boxed the manga industry into a corner yeah. In that nobody outside of the manga fandom is ever going to try out manga now because it's yeah, backwards. Maybe. I mean, maybe, no, yeah. nobody is just going to wander down the Barnes and Noble and be like, oh, well, what's this thing? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to learn how to read backwards. Cool. Like, nobody's going to do that. Like, you've got to actually be locked into it to. It's intimidating without the backwards, though, because, like, you walk into, like, it. Barnes and Noble. I, the last time I went, you go in and there's and like it's like fifty volumes. Yeah, yeah here's there's like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, you know? there's there is always that <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah, but I mean, there's honestly, it's that way with any comic books. American comic books are yeah. But I mean, you got seventy plus years of, of Superman history going. There like, is, but you usually don't see it all laid out yeah. like at once. <laughs> Like you do, like with the anime where they're, or the whatever, comic, mangas, where they're, uh, <laughs> I don't know, they're like all like the same kind of spines and they're all yeah, the same colors all, and they're, they're all, all just match. like, <laughs> yeah, it's just that you got a, this block of red books with ascending yeah, numbers on them. And right. And you just think, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you, like, if you have to buy all that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess regular comics is the same thing, but fuck, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a commitment. Uh, I, I mean, it is, but at the same time, you can try out the first volume. That's true. That's I true. mean, one of the things with, like, American comics, where the goddamn hell do you start? 
I mean, you kind of can't start at the beginning. It's not even possible. Half the time, it's... No, I mean, yeah. If, <laughs> if you start at the beginning, you're going to die before you get past the, the fucking 60s or something. Right. It's like you can't... You just kind of have to jump in somewhere and yeah. feel lost for a while. And that kind of... Right. You don't have to have that kind of alienation in, a, in the manga because you... Well, there's volume one. That's the beginning. Uh, grab that. That's if, true. If read it if that if you like that you've got more if you right, right. after the first volume you, if you think it's shit well don't keep on reading it like it's kinda, you, this is shit where's the next one <laughs> i mean you're kind of gonna get it get the hang of yeah whether you're after a volume you should probably have yeah, a, that's true. a good idea that's and, true and you can just kind of try it out and and they also just read really fast. I've found I can. They do, and usually a couple hours maybe for a volume if you're just gonna sit down and dedicate to just power a, through it. Yeah, you, know, you probably do it in under two hours, depending yeah, probably. on how, depending on how wordy and yeah, it yeah. Is. Some of them and can really. Some of them I can blaze through in like an <laughs> like a, like Roma Takahashi stuff. I can probably blaze through one of those in like an hour, but. Yeah, those like are fast. The, yeah, because there's like fighting and yeah, it's a, it's a lot of just. But then, like uh, same sized volume of Nausicaa is gonna take me like two hours. Nausicaa's d- yeah, that's a that's very dense. dense it's man, a yeah. lot of panels to the page, a lot of right, dialogue right. to it. It's a lot. So that's a lot more involved than. Right, that's definitely like its own thing. I don't yeah, know that I've a, seen anything else like that. Yeah, it's not a, that there isn't, but just. My limited uh, viewpoint of mm-hmm. of the, the manga industry. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty unique. It's, a, it's a definitely its own thing. But yeah, I I'm interested. There's there's comics in Hong Kong called Manhua. Yeah, yeah. There's and that's always lumped into the manga sections at Barnes and Noble. Okay. But there is, or at least was at some point, a fair amount of that available. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like actual. Yeah, Chinese stuff. Wow. Yeah, right I mean, you could you could uh, walk down the manga aisle and be like, Huang Kei Shim. Oh, that's not the Japanese guy. It's a manhua. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and those ones tended to be reversed. Huh. Like uh, when I was uh, bobbing around in the manga stuff, those yeah. were always the every one that was actually reversed was a manhua. It was not. It was the so actually so you when reversed you mean reversed to. English normal, right? Like, so it reads, yeah, traditional American yeah, style, yeah, as opposed the to the right way, yeah, the American <laughs> way, but, right uh, to uh, no left to right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, huh? You know, that kind of makes sense to me because, in general, kung fu fans are not like me, where like I want authenticity and an original language most kung fu fans i find are all about old ass english dubs <laughs> and they don't give a fuck like if right. it's you know they don't care if it's necessarily a good print or whatever like they'd rather have whatever the the older representation of it so and yeah. they they uh i could see kung fu fans <laughs> i don't know that they'd be reading yeah, comics. I kind of don't think that's the uh, the audience, but but I could there's... see them. I could see them not being uh, open to <laughs> like reading a backwards comic book. Like, what the fuck? Well, fuck this shit. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I and that's that's kind of what I mean by the manga backing itself in yeah. the corner by just producing it backwards is anybody right. who's not getting in who doesn't really who just wants to try it out who wants to just right, dab right. like i wonder what this manga stuff's about yeah, i like yeah. that show on cartoon network i'll tr- see if the manga's good and what i gotta read backwards i ain't doing that shit right. you know there, i think that's kind of just limited the industry um but at the same time it's it's fucking booming though isn't it yeah i mean so maybe i'm just wrong on that i don't know i think if I were a kid, because it only happened when I was older, and I just thought, like, oh, that's kind of weird. They're trying to, like, preserve that for American people. And I thought of it, like, if I was a kid and I was reading those backwards, and, like, most people are reading regular stuff, but I'm, re- like, I got the fucking hidden shit. <laughs> like, even though it's just, like, mass-produced regular stuff that <clears throat> a lot of kids are reading now, like... I don't know. It's kind of like a secret society sort of thing. Like, yeah, I guess maybe that's kind of. Know, a, a, I don't know. It yeah, feels. I don't know. Uh, it's a. I could see a kid being into it, being backwards, because like you don't understand, mom. This is manga. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what's going on. With you know, it, but, like it's a way to rebel. Yeah, but I kind of think with the the manhwa stuff, that's like because it's always mixed in with the manga. It's yeah. not like. Barnes and Noble, or any, it's not like anybody puts it in a different section of its own, right? So I don't think of it like that's kind of why I don't think like the Hong Kong movie fans or anything are going for it. It's not because it's it's mixed in with the manga. It's yeah. where the manga fans are going. And like, like if it was a different fan base, it would have a different sec. It would be separated out. And yeah, so I kind of don't think it is. And I've always just kind of thought of it that that. Uh, it's more along the lines of the anime fans have, have gotten this obsessive need for the original Japanese and yeah. it's, it's reached a, but anything that's not Japanese, they don't really give a crap about that. And so right, it's like, so then like, yeah, the, why, who is getting these manhua? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they aren't even around anymore because I haven't looked into, uh-huh. I haven't gone shopping for manga in, in many a year. But yeah, uh, well, we got a Barnes and Noble around this here. I've never been to it, but uh, yeah, I think, I'll have uh, to check it out. Yeah, I don't think I've been in it either. But yeah, that's uh maybe I'll wander through and see what uh yeah. whether they still sell them on Wa stuff. Like maybe it has its own section now. Maybe maybe it does. Maybe, China takeover. Maybe things have uh, changed since the decade or so ago that I last uh, went perusing the yeah. aisle seriously. For all we know, they're printing uh, manga up to <laughs> down to up now. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's called just holding the book upside down. You need, you need to turn that around. <laughs> But yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I've never really approved of it being backwards. It just yeah. seems like a lot of awkwardness for no benefit to me. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, you don't actually get a different understanding of it, really. You don't. The benefit is on the companies where it, it costs a lot less for them to produce it because they don't have to do anything to it. Uh, not really. I mean, it's literally just clicking the mirror button in photoshop before you slap the uh text it is like that's it's one mouse click per page but then it mirrors everything it's not actually the art it's mirrored art and yeah 
And, and that's what people will complain about is, oh, like this this guy that was left-handed is now right-handed. And it's like, right. you, you never notice that, though. It's like the, yeah. the scar is on the wrong side of his face. But if it's all reversed, it's you're never going to know. Right. I think in, in all, the t- all the manga I've read and all the stuff I've read, there was only one moment when i was reading an astro boy one that was reversed yeah there was it was one time in the entirety of everything i've read where he said oh my god there's 10 minutes to noon and the clock said 10 afternoon and it it Mm. hung me up for like one second i was like what the hell the clock is oh it's reversed that's why and it just kept going like yeah that's all it t- like there's no like <laughs> how hard is that like what are right. you losing from that and if you understand that oh it was just mirrored right the question goes away of oh the speedometer went down instead of up well no it's mirrored you if you have the right, intellect right. to understand reading you have the <laughs> intellect to understand that it's just mirrored just <laughs> you know what's happening and if you know it it's not losing anything yeah and so there's weird things like that the only time where i it can really be a a bit clumsy i guess is if there is actual text in the artwork right then it can be a little bizarre yeah and um, then you can't read that properly and sometimes they'll have touch-up artists to do that and right that, and then, that's where it would be, get expensive but 99.9 yeah. percent of the time all you're doing is clicking mirror on in your but photo it's, but it's a but little bit it. i mean it's it's it would be more than i mean it's still gonna they gotta pay a guy to do that and how many hundreds of pages and you yeah, gotta but make they're sure paying everything. that guy already to put in the english text of the dialogue you've already got to be doing that that guy is already doing it you know it's (laughs) it just it's honestly not that much of an expense in terms of making the thing cost more but if if the anime market and the manga market is theoretically this niche where and that's what it is. The fucking bottom line is like we gotta <laughs> shave every dollar off. And that I mean that's that's kind of what it is, is that it's catering to this niche market. Yeah. And what my argument is is if you weren't catering to the niche market, it might not be a niche market. It might be a mainstream market. I don't know that that and manga's ever gonna be mainstream though. I mean maybe like when all the older people are dead and it's just this manga reading generation that grew up on it <laughs> maybe and i guess there's, there's it's always going to be a, a thing of its own in the same yeah. way that sci-fi is a thing of its own and all right that. Like, it's always going but it could i don't know i it used to just be with comic books you know you used to in the 90s yeah. you got manga from a comic book store it was right next to all the other com- i mean maybe they had a whole section of it but it was right it was published like a comic book in magazine form 30 odd pages once a month yeah right along with superman and batman and x-men and all that other stuff it, right it was always a part of that and it's it's kind of right around the turn of the millennium when all of that just changed and suddenly everybody started calling it anime instead of japanimation suddenly everybody needed manga to be backwards and they needed to call it manga because I don't know. Right. <laughs> and it's just suddenly that's when it just be- 
con- the fandom kind of just congealed one day. It yeah. felt like to me who had been the a fucking f- internet like brought all these people together. The, yeah, the internet might have that might be a part of it. I mean, it's just kind of like to me as someone who had been a fan of anime well into the early nineties. Yeah, it just suddenly magically transformed one day and I, I just like I woke up and went anime show. I went what the fuck happened to an- why are we suddenly calling it anime what what the fuck happened to Japanimation what's going on like it just seemed like it was just somebody flipped a switch and everything was different and I was just like what the fuck happened manga's backwards we're calling it anime what now I like what is going on <laughs> It's all published in books now. No, yeah. no magazine publishing of it anymore. I mean, that kind of died off more slowly, but yeah, it stopped doing that. I I'm guess. surprised that regular comics are still published like regular com. Like I, I feel yeah, like I mean that kind of in and of itself is kind of a like it's cool. I, I always enjoyed it as a kid, but like I feel like are kids actually going and buying like issues like that? Like yeah, we, I don't know. I don't it's, know. Uh, I mean, I guess there's people who just want to be on the the bleeding edge of what's going on in the industry but, yeah uh, i feel like it's probably more older people who were like like i don't know was, every time i ever went to a comic store as an adult it was always like other adults <laughs> in the comic store so i always, yeah i don't think it's really a kids thing anymore yeah it's, see it's, that's like i don't know I, I don't like that i feel like it should be a kids thing i mean obviously it's going to appeal to everybody or whatever you know but I feel like the kids are the the foundation. Of, yeah, of maybe that. Uh, maybe uh, it'll just keep going that way, and the fans will just get older until everybody dies off, and then there just won't be an industry anymore. I don't know. Well, there's kids that are reading manga and stuff. Yeah, it seems like they're reading the manga more than the comic books anymore. So there you go. I mean, yeah, that's, maybe it'll that's just, the future. Yeah. But the future is going to be uh, Japanese style, <laughs> back to front. Yeah, we'll, we'll start reading Superman that way. And go, what in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, shit. If they start changing those, yeah, I'm surprised they still have Superman. Honestly, I mean, like, didn't they write all the fucking stories by now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, he's been going on since the, what the 40s. Uh, 30s even. Jesus I mean, late, Christ. I think 38 was when Superman came out. How much more can the guy do? Yeah, gotta. Well, they gotta reboot the universe every once yeah. in a while to retell the stories in modern style. There should be like Superman retires the graphic novel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking done with this shit. <laughs> well, they probably already, already have it. They yeah. already did it with Batman. <laughs> Dark Knight Returns. And yeah. I think they've they had done stuff like that with Superman. I think. I, I recall reading one where he was like, uh, it was actually kind of like Dark Knight Returns, but with Superman, where he was like old and oh, okay. retired and comes back again because shit happens or something. Hmm. All right, see, even my yeah, it's uh, my joke idea was actually already done. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's already because it's all been they done. They all have. It's like, yeah. You're right. They have told all the stories. I mean. If they're selling, they must be selling because they still put them out. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know uh, how people get into the comic books as a kid anymore. I don't know. Not sure where. uh, Yeah, because like when I was a kid, there'd be like 
just some fucked up like <laughs> those revolving racks of fucking comics and shit in like a gas station and yeah, <laughs> fucking I'm like where corner store counter? and then you did and they were like fifty cents or whatever they were cheap as fuck and then now they're all like three dollars and i mean yeah. i guess inflation maybe kids have money but i yeah, never it's, had it's, any fucking uh, money it's it's honestly a little more than inflation it's also the printing quality has gone up yeah and they, they do a lot more with the colors and yeah, the fuck stuff. that just go back to newsprint man i want those little dots on my <laughs> colors yeah, and yeah. shit i mean that was you, blame the 90s for that shit yeah that I was when like uh I think that was around the time, like, there was some weird news stories at the time of, like, somebody had, like, a freaking Superman from, like, the 40s, oh, and, and okay. it was, like, in mint condition, he sold it for, like, a million bucks, Yeah, and there were, there were, like, a couple of stories, like, oh, this guy's got a Wonder Woman from the 40s, and they were selling for, yeah. like, ridiculous amounts of money, and so everybody just suddenly went, I'm gonna buy all these issue number ones of whatever new <laughs> shit series is out, and in, like... 50 years yeah. I'm gonna sell it for a million bucks and everybody did that so everybody's got like five copies of the damn right. thing in their closet and it's worth like nothing <laughs> worth less than what they paid for it yeah and so that for while people were doing that was uh, it made the industry boom and so they started upgrading the quality. They do like, oh, we're gonna have a special cover, so all the collectors will be like, ooh, it's a special cover. Yeah, they'll all some... buy the special cover, and so they'll buy like five copies of the same issue because they wanted all five <laughs> covers. Yeah. And so they were selling like crazy, but they were doing all these fancy things, and so they upgraded the quality. Okay. So they upgraded the color range. They upgraded the, from newsprint to yeah, glossier yeah. paper. They so everything got increased and that forced the price up yeah and then once the bubble burst they didn't go back to the newsprint they they've they yeah they, they had raised to, the man. bar oh. and nobody wanted to lower it i want to lower it <laughs> i want to lower it back down to newsprint i'm gonna start silver emulsion press <laughs> start my fucking comics range it would be my shitty stick figures because i can't draw for shit and uh, you know, yeah, put it on newsprint. You gotta sell it for like <laughs> a dollar an issue or whatever. No nah, man, we're taking it all the way back. It's gonna be like a nickel. Cents, a nickel. We're going oh, back to the go. nickel. We're gonna make comics great again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, no, yeah, but really, a... like I—that's what I don't like about modern comics—is that. Like, they're too fucking colorful, and, like, it's too much. It's, like, all shadowed and shit, and it's like, nah, I don't like this. I just want, like, basic fucking drawing like it used to be. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's become, like, the the fans got too used to it, and yeah. we're just like, no, now we don't want to go back to that. And no, they need to be uh, whipped back into shape. Yeah. Uh, I miss all that, like, because, like, I don't know, it was, like, newsprint is fun, and you have uh, little dots on the colors. And, and the printing would always be misaligned, yeah, so the be, cover like, would be, colored, like, kind of millimeter off and, and out of the lines yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I don't know, like, that kind you of... You get the weird, just, like, splotch of random color that somehow yeah. got on the page. Like, what the fuck is that doing? Who knows? See, like, that, that kind of stuff, throughout, like, everything, I love that shit like i like film because it's it's uh inherently unique experience like each time you see a film print 
it changes like it's gonna get a scratch or it's gonna like mm. get a fucking dust spot or whatever and it's that that uh the term that i use is the term that neil young called one of his albums ragged glory <laughs> <laughs> and that fucking ragged glory about like literally everything like old books or fucking just the world like a fucked up building or whatever like i don't know man yeah. that's that's the shit that i love and uh hence you love westerns i do love i do love the westerns yeah and all that's, about that ragged glory it is it is and that's part of like why i don't necessarily like animation at a base like like i don't i can't get fully on board all the time because it's too clean it is inherently a clean medium right and uh not always there are, i mean sometimes the art can overcome that for me like something like akira is so dope that you know you can't deny it or whatever right but uh yeah it's uh it's hard to find one that's just not clean unless you just get a shitty print of it <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> it's but yeah that one is kind of inherently you gotta yeah i mean you gotta draw it consistently so that it looks like the same thing every uh every frame and yeah and that's fine. I mean, that's what it is. And, yeah, it's, you know, I enjoy it, it for what it is, and I don't expect everything to be all like <laughs> crazy in every moment. But like, uh, that is what I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't. I tried to watch the Blade of the Immortal anime, mm, and yeah, the comic is like, uh, yeah, it's very all it's like pencil book. drawn. Yeah. yeah, it looks like pencil drawings and a lot. I fucking love it. It's amazing, and it's it's perfect. And that's the story. And then they do the anime, and it's perfectly clean lines. Yeah. Everybody is, like, perfectly colored. And it's like, no, if they had animated it real deal, like the fucking art, god damn, that would be the most incredible thing ever. People would be going ape shit. Right. I mean, it'd be, like, the most expensive shit to do. Yeah, it'd it'd be pretty (laughs) freaking hard. But, man, would it be awesome. Ah, Oh, well. But, you know, I still like, like, Ghibli stuff is really, like, high quality, and I, you know, enjoy mm-hmm. it regardless. It's okay. Not everything has to be ragged, but <laughs> <laughs> that's always a plus one for me. Yeah, it's always a benefit. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else about the gun frontier? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, just uh, making me think of uh, the the lovely pronunciation of English things. Is uh, there, there was a Winchester character in the, named Winchester when he was making those uh, steel piercing bullets. And, yeah, and in the the credits, I noticed uh, the way they spelled his name in the credits was very interesting. It was okay. Like, Unchisitar. Oh. <laughs> it, like, it was like whoa, and I was like, wait, that's oh, wow. Winchester in the. Wow. Like, I like it was just uh, made me think like oh well, that was the, so that's the uh, apparently the Japanese pronunciation of Winchester. Wow, Winchester. <laughs> that's badass. <laughs> I just saw that in the credits. I was like, oh, that's cool looking. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they uh, they had some uh, odd spellings of uh, some of the characters' names in there sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, Harlock they called Herlock, which is... Good old Herlock. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes his name is Harlock. Sometimes it's Herlock. Depends on yeah. how they uh, decide huh. to 
translate it that day of the week. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, just, uh, is it one of those things like R&L where they don't distinguish in the same way? Um, or is it just uh, one guy likes E and one guy <laughs> likes A? <laughs> I'm not really sure because it, it's, it's something that's happened in other like franchises. Like Kashern has uh, done that too. And that one has been Kashan or Kashern. Like it's... okay. Like some huh. of the the shows are, I think um, there's been three shows of that. There was the original '70s one, which was Kashan, and then there was a '90s remake, which the DVD I have calls it Kashern Robot Hunter Kashan. <laughs> so it's both in the same right. damn title. Right. And then the 2000s era remake was called Kashern Sins. Like, so it's like. It's hmm. just gotten translated in different ways, and Harlock is one of them that. Huh. Weird. Sometimes it'll you'll see it translated as Herlock, and. Huh. And I was kind of surprised because I think they call him Harlock in the subtitles all the time, right? And then yeah. I think in at least one of the episodes or something, the credits called him Herlock, and it was oh, like, oh, weird. they threw the other spelling. That's bizarre. Oh, I mean, that's usually weird. they're consistent within the same show. I mean, that's so weird. <laughs> that reminds me the. Uh, Animigo has the the Kickstarter running now for Gunsmith Cats. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've been following that, and they there's a character in there that I don't remember what his name is, but for ever since the thing came out in the subtitles, he's been called like Hoints or Hints or something like that, mm. some fucking thing like that. And he was like fucking Sergeant Hints or whatever. And then they were they were going back to the actual script and to try to like get the subtitles as best as they could or something. Mm -hmm. And they discovered this anomaly. Like if they translated the actual Japanese, it actually uh, should have theoretically translated to Heinz. It's the same, like Mm. the same characters as Heinz ketchup. (laughs) And so then they asked the guy who who created the show because they're working with him. Right. They're like, is this what you meant? And he's like, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, you didn't know that? <laughs> and they're like, no, it hasn't been translated correctly this whole time. So now, like, on the new Blu-ray will be properly translated for the first time oh, <laughs> ever wow. since it came out. Uh, I don't even remember the, in, the names of... Uh any of the other characters other than just the two main girls so i don't yeah know. it was some some side guy yeah so anyway i was like ah oh, that wow that's like amazing stuff like look yeah. at that yeah uh, crazy uh yeah i guess i'll have to uh, get that when it comes out yeah i backed it because i i enjoy their work and yeah. amigo i've been a fan of those for a while but i haven't backed any of their things before so i thought hey Throw, this one looks. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. You've seen it. I haven't um, seen it. But I don't it looks... know that I've seen the anime. I've read oh, the manga. Okay. Okay. I I definitely remember the manga, and I've. It looks dope. Yeah, I mean, and it's in like it was fun. It's set in like Chicago or something. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty like sure fucking Chicago. cops, and there's all these car chases and shit. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it it's looks a pretty lot of, dope. Yeah, it's good. Uh, car chase, gun shoot 'em up. Delio. Yeah, it sounds sounds fun. So yeah, it's it's a fun one. I wouldn't call it a amazing like achievement of <laughs> supreme awesomeness, but right. you know, it was fun. I enjoyed it when I was reading it. I might have seen the anime at some point and just not really back in high school when it was 
brand spanking new and uh, fresh, but <laughs> if I did, I haven't seen it since, and I've just forgotten them. Yeah. But well, yeah, I know I've seen it's, writing uh, bean, which was kind of a yeah, that's like our prototype thing, yeah. of it, I guess. That they also set in Chicago with car chases. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Animigo's been working with that creator, and they've been doing like basically all of his things. Uh, I don't remember what the other ones they did, but yeah. I at some point I looked at what they had done previously and noticed like, oh, it's all the same guy. <laughs> like, what are the, what's going to happen when they run out of uh, stuff that this guy did? I guess they'll um, um, find a new guy to yeah, move on to somebody else. But they're like really like uh, it's really impressive. They're they're working hand in hand with him. He's gonna like draw new manga pages for the mm. the booklet, and like he's creating new arts and, yeah. and sending it out to backers and all this yeah. crazy shit. It's yeah. like wow, look at that. He's doing a commentary on some episodes. And Ooh, subtitled that of course, obviously. Yeah. Now we're gonna dub the interview. <laughs> Dubbed commentary. <laughs> Like horrifically dubbed you know, on purpose. Get, get your old uh, '70s Hong Kong dub. Yeah, get those guys, for, those uh, British guys. Do that for your uh, fun commentary track dub. Yeah, as much as I like original language, I on the movies that I saw back in the day, like 36 Chamber of Shaolin*. I've watched that back in the day as Master Killer, like. Uh, I watched that a few months ago because I had to write something for the Shaw Brothers site. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not too far away from that in the actual my series for my site. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, <laughs> how am I going to do this? I'll watch it dubbed and then it'll just be like I'm watching it when I was a kid. And then when I watch it subtitled, it'll be more like, oh, this is for my series, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like, going back putting old shoes on it was fucking awesome yeah it's like wow <laughs> but usually i get real uh i can't engage with it like mm. but because i already knew the story and i knew everything about it and i was familiar with the voices and everything right. like it was just like there you go. It was there's, fun. there's definitely things that, like old anime like in the 90s you got it on vhs yeah you didn't have a choice what it would right I and mean, maybe there was two editions of it but I think eventually they started doing that, but at the at the beginning, I imagine it was all pretty much dubbed, you know? Um, I don't know. Project Echo was available subtitled right oh. from the start. Wow. So well. I think that, that would have, I think it was always, but sometimes it like depended. Sometimes it would have a dub. Sometimes yeah. it wouldn't. Sometimes there would only be the dub. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so sometimes you didn't have a choice uh, because there just wasn't a different uh, a subtitled edition out. Sometimes you didn't have a choice because you just happened to have the dubbed VHS tape and right, you couldn't happens. switch the language track. It's right. just what happened to be there at the time. Yeah. Um, so we're going to uh, experience this, I guess, ourselves with uh, Project Echo. The original Project Echo, I only ever really saw subtitle. I don't think I don't know that I ever saw that dubbed, or if I did, only like once or twice. Okay. The second and third Project Echo. I only ever saw dubbed until I got the DVDs way later. And so... So it seems weird now? Yeah, it's like <laughs> the dub was kind of entrenched into my mind. Yeah. You know? So it's like... Huh. And it's kind of like that with um, 
Macross Plus is another really weird one where my brother had the the first, second, and fourth episodes, not the third. So the third yeah. he didn't have, but he had them dubbed. And so when I eventually got them and, and I finally watched the third one, I watched it subtitled. <laughs> <laughs> and for the but i never saw that episode dubbed and oh, so it weird. was like so it was like it's just this really weird huh feeling going from something you've experienced the dub of and then yeah. going and like it kind of sets your mind into yeah uh, it's a different experience it really is yeah it's uh and you kind of go back to it, it's like this this sounds wrong i don't yeah. get it like what is wrong with this and it's just it's not dubbed but the dub was horrible <laughs> but it's like <laughs> but, but that shit that entered your brain right, back in the day man it's there it's powerful and it's not not going away i can yeah. still remember lines from like the yeah that... second project echo in the dub <laughs> that are just like <laughs> It's fucking hardwired in yeah, your brain. Yeah, man. I can't because that's the only way I watched it back then. And then <laughs> eventually I got the DVD and watched it. I'm like, holy crap! What? what? This sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, we gotta watch some of the. We we watched the, yeah. watched the first one a long time ago. And yeah, uh, I need to get around to the yeah. next part at some point. Yeah. We're we're experiencing them in in real time and like actually putting the year weight between the releases. Yeah, that's that's kind of like I always want to speed up the Shaw Brothers series, but it always ends up where I'm almost real time with these fucking things. I swear to God, by the time I'm ended, it's gonna I'm gonna look back and be like, well, you know, I covered twenty years and it took me twenty years. <laughs> oh my God. Because, I mean, fuck, I'm like eight years in at this point. I didn't start in earnest that first year, but the first reviews did come out in the first year, so. Uh, fuck. Eight years in. What's eight years from 65? That would be 73. So I am beyond that. I'm on 77, so. All right. You're, you're doing I'm one ahead. and a half times. <laughs> I'm ahead of schedule a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's been rough recently too. Cause I haven't had one come out in probably a month or so. Yeah, jeez. So. Oh fuck! All right, any we 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 talking about gun front? Yeah, anymore? we kind of got yeah. a little sidetracked there. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anything well, uh, you recommend it? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It was uh, it was very enjoyable. I sometimes don't know whether like some Leiji Matsumoto stuff is just really freaking boring okay yeah some stuff is really yeah good. this isn't this boring is, so much it's this was a, a lot more on the enjoyable scale yeah so. I I wondered because I I don't can think of you as a western fan and so I wondered if maybe the western yeah, stuff is, wouldn't uh, uh, do it for you but I don't know but maybe it's like you said that's why I asked you like do you enjoy it as a western and yeah. you're kind of going well it's not really so maybe that's why I enjoyed it as much as I did I don't know perhaps it is a stepping stone yep perhaps <laughs> we'll drift into some Sergio Leone and yeah yeah there's new restorations of those coming out um the the fistful okay. of dollars comes out in May so I uh penciled in in my brain is like oh when that when i get that we'll, we'll do that we'll so. tackle the spaghetti westerns and yeah i mean i have other ones that we could do and and the the leone stuff is definitely the pinnacle right i mean there's there's a lot of really great 
spaghetti westerns and uh, American westerns and stuff. But uh, those Leone movies are usually where people start, and they are also where a lot of people end. But <laughs> right. I recommend going a lot deeper than that. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, but that th- that is for another day. Yeah. So, uh, Gun Frontier. It's uh, I'm now two-thirds of the way through the anime western catalog <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> got one more to go one if i can ever uh, if track ever that down. down yeah um well i i guess i'm two-thirds of the way through too because i yeah, saw yeah, early rains early rains yeah that was uh well shit yeah i didn't expect to ever catch up to you on anything <laughs> anime well you know we're we're neck and neck on the anime yeah. westerns yeah <laughs> all right well, let's, uh, let's see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see so, yeah. Fuck down is Samu the Wilderness. Yeah, boy. we'll have to see if we can get that one. Uh, so, yeah, until next time, uh, yeehaw and adios. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Tamani wa onna mo shinu, onna boku shinu, ganfuro ni tenu, otoko nara. Jesus H. Christ, what hogwash!